0: To Rise to Offend, a podcast that explores people who rose to offend in society and the end result of it. I'm your host, Petra Spych, and this week we continue the story of Jenna Jameson. At this point, she has broken into the mainstream due to the co sign from shock jock Howard Stern and a bit part in his film Private Parts, and is now in huge demand in the adult film industry. At this point, she's taken her own approach and starting her own company with Club Jenna.
1: So, I wanted to let people understand what I go through on a day to day basis. Not so much that I'm advocating getting into the adult industry.
2: You're
1: not. No. No, trust me. It's a long, hard road. Why not? It's such a popular thing for young girls. You know, they think that it's, you know, a great career choice, that there's a lot of money involved, there's a lot of fame, there's a lot of celebrity. It's not all about that, you know. Um,. It's a nonstop battle to be taken seriously. And once you do a movie, you will be forever a porn star. If people look at me and say, wow, she's not just a porn star. And she's a human being who's good and has a great heart. That's what I want to achieve. Because I just don't feel comfortable going to work and doing movies when I have a child. So um, it's something that I want to put behind me and focus all my attention on my baby.
0: And this week, guys, I am joined once again with Brandon Guchan and Jocelyn Sharp. So Jenna Jameson at this point in her career is a mainstream attraction. She's a huge... Draw for the adult film industry, and seeing all that, she creates something as the internet is rising and becoming more and more popular with the adult industry known as ClubJenna.com.
1: I wanted to be the head of my own
3: company. When we came up with the concept of Club Jenna, we wanted to mainstream and brand Jenna's name.
1: I'm the one and only girl in the industry that has realized the benefits of merchandising. I followed in the footsteps of a lot of mainstream stars that had their own perfumes, their own line of clothing. I I thought, well, nobody in the adult industry has done this. Why don't I? How
0: important is timing at this point in her career? We're talking about timing with the rise of her career with someone like Howard Stern to the rise of the Internet.
4: That's what I'm saying. That's That's exactly what it was. I mean, that's the deal with every single podcast. I mean, like you listen to the podcasts that are popular that do not have a famous person on them. Those people have been podcasting right from the jump, and that's exactly what happened with Club Jenna. She jumped. She jumped in when, you know, there was not that much real estate. Yeah. She jumped in when it wasn't a constant snowstorm of content flying in your face. You wouldn't click on Club Jenna, and then all of a sudden see like twenty different websites trying to get your attention.
1: My new deal with Vivid is landmark for the industry. It encompasses quite a few different things. Usually a contract is just for movies, to perform in movies. This contract encompasses directing, starring, absolutely everything that I want to do. It's for seven years
2: and 15 movies, which is quite a bit of work. Club Jenna does everything. They put up all the money, they do all the production, they pay for all of the, the marketing, uh, they pay for the for the videotapes to be duplicated, for the DVDs to be replicated, and we're simply, we simply act as distributors. It's the first
3: deal of its kind wherein a star of Jenna Jameson's caliber has her company, she's in control, she makes what she wants to make. This is the like the tipping point rule of entertainment: is that you smash all your ideas into that that top of the bell curve. And she's hit her top of the bell curve. Howard Stern signed off on her. She did private parts. Everybody knows who she is. She's everybody's fantasy. She's everybody's sex symbol. And then she goes, boom, here's my business. I mean, super smart business. Movie. It's a
1: little bit overwhelming. Like, I'm at the point in my career where it feels really weird to have so many people looking at me. A lot of the times I think about what I do for a living and I think that my mom would be proud of me.
0: And she did at this time. when Her, her films, like, like a lot of times people are used to the porn industry these days where girls are doing lots of films at a time jenna didn't do that she was very selective there were like an event for her
4: yeah and it created demand
0: yeah she had a huge demand like hey i'm in private parts i'm gonna be on the wild on e channel my next film will come out in a year
1: every night i go to the hotel from the club i am followed by at least six or seven guys two or three in the morning i have guys trying to break my door down And you feel so helpless.
0: Being in demand and uh, the promotional build behind her, no porn star has really had that before. They didn't have like a promotional company behind them building up uh, a release or a video, you know, per se, to garner so much mainstream attention.
1: I've had to fight a lot of preconceived notions like me being a bitch or me being a nympho. Pretty much being a sex maniac, that's what people think, and it's not something that I deny. I mean, I love sex. I probably love sex more than
2: the average American, but I'm a monogamous girl.
0: Do you think that that marketing strategy was extremely important for her?
3: 100%. 100%. I think that this was a pioneer thing that happened. She was the first of her kind to do this. I think that she, there was people before her that went mainstream, but I don't think anybody ever did it the way Jenna Jameson did, to be more mainstream. She was the first one who really was like, nope, pornography's part of entertainment as a whole. Here I am. I'm part of your pop culture. Gloria
5: Steinem, mm-hmm. a friend of mine, and uh, I guess one of the founders of feminism, said porn means female slavery
1: that's sad i think she's she's mistaken and and i have great respect for her i i love what she's done for for all of us women but but to me being in porn meant taking hold of my sexuality not being held down not allowing anybody to tell me what I can and can't do with my body, and
4: on top of that too, she was the first porn star that I remember being like a model. Like after Jenna Jameson, porn stars got way hotter, like way hotter. They started take, take it, they started paying attention to. You know their bodies started paying attention to, you know, certain things to make sure that they maintain that upper echelon look. Going out there, and getting the plastic surgery, going out there and getting the boobs, making sure that they are what your average it porn was, connoisseur
0: was into. It was a classy lady look opposed to a I don't want to say trashy debutante. A, 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 it, it, no, it was like you said <laughs> she she brought she brought a, like a classy look to something that was considered dirty.
1: Ah! When I was 18 years old, I know a lot of you girls are brand new, and this this doesn't seem like much to you. But I remember when there were about 500 people in the audience, so this is huge. And I feel really proud that I kind of paved the way for this kind of mainstream exposure. And it's it's apropos that this award is named after me the crossover
3: star of the year. It was Girl Next Door. She, she took Girl Next Door and she sexed it up just enough. She didn't go too far at uh, this point. She didn't go too far. And she really was setting the standard for the future as far as what we considered beautiful. Every year there's a reason that the, the people we look at as beautiful now would look like aliens to people in the 50s because we are constantly upping what we desire in perfection and symmetry to consider beautiful. And she was one of the, she was a new standard in the 90s for beauty.
1: Yeah, just because I come off as a super strong chick and, you know, been on Oprah and defeated Bill O'Reilly in debate and done all these different things, wrote a best-selling book, all that good stuff. It doesn't mean that I am perfect or I haven't struggled because trust in fact, this chick has struggled. (laughs) I mean, sometimes I look at some of the things I've been through and I'm just like... How are you still alive, you know? And, you know, it's not just the hard times, like the hard, like, tragedies in my life. It's it's just dealing with the emotions of it.
0: How much do you guys feel this was her doing, and how much do you think it was just timing and society and culture? Starting? I think
4: it's all timing, society, and culture. I think if it wasn't going to be her, it was going to be someone else later on down the road. So she doesn't get the credit for actually
0: achieving this, it was just she was in the right place at the right time.
3: I think that timing, society, and culture is part of a recipe. I think that it's up to the person that's taking advantage of those to do the right things at the right time. I think if you don't take advantage of the things, then it doesn't happen for you. But if timing, and society, and culture gives you the platform and you take advantage of it, that's your part in it.
4: But at the same time, though, we're talking about Jana Jameson, early 20s. No one is got their thumb on the pulse of society at that age she definitely had the right marketing team behind her helping her out
3: well i think that it's less about the marketing i think it's more about her survival instinct i mean from the age of 17 she was like i will get my money bitch and she continued that into her Mm -hmm. adult years because people think oh she's
1: cute guys don't cheat on almost every one of my boyfriends have cheated on me
6: wow Well, maybe because they felt you were in porn, they had a license to do it. You maybe. know what I mean? Psychologically. Say, well, well I out. think
1: when they go out with me, they kind of get a bigger head because they get into all the parties and they like all of a sudden they get this they celebrity like status right. and and all the chicks want to fuck somebody who's been with me.
0: That That is something that is very prevalent at this stage in her career. She's about 26 years old around this time and money is what makes her feel like she is a success. Making money means what she feels is the only thing that shows your worth at this point. She learned it earlier on, but at this point, now that she's making money, she can always say, like, I did what I did, but look at all this money I made. That is a justification
4: in a lot of ways of her career choice. I don't think it's just the money. I mean, obviously, yeah, money will definitely make you feel like a winner if you didn't have it once before, but... What was happening, too, is she was also getting validation from her looks and the money. So when I look at her, so when I hear her, like, how hard did she work? Or was it the people that were behind her success put her at the right place at the right time and just say, hey, look, be hot?
1: I have never really found myself having a hero or an inspiration. I grew up with, you know, a very, very hard childhood. And um I didn't have very many people to look up to so I've never been one to look up to anyone ever since then. I know that there are a lot of people in my industry that do look up to me and do look to me to be able to have a voice for the industry and it's certainly a lot of pressure sometimes where I feel like I have to do certain things in order to write
3: some of the thinkings of people out there. I, I don't believe that 100%. I can't believe that 100% because I, 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 I know a lot of people in entertainment, and we both know a lot of people in entertainment, and we see people get opportunities and nothing come of it. And you scratch your head and you go, you're talented, how did this happen? Well, there's something missing there, and if I'm going to point my finger at the common denominator, it's the only variable, and it's the entertainer.
1: What is most important here is that I'm happy and it's something that I have chosen to do. It's not something that I push on anyone else.
0: So by 2001, Club Jenna is running. Um, and at this point, Jenna Jameson's making about $60,000 a video a year. She's making $8,000 a dancing appearance uh, as a you know in a strip club or something like that. So she is making more money than any porn star has already at this point.
6: The adult film industry
1: was was good to you and you
5: enjoyed
6: it.
1: Yeah, I made my My whole entire life was taken care of. I did it.
0: She also releases a film known as Brianna Loves Jenna, where her and Brianna Banks... Do a scene together. Brianna
2: loves Jenna. Both video and DVD is sold close to 100,000 pieces since its release. And that is amazing. And that is something that you very, very rarely see. And you see it as a result of a mega superstar like Jenna Jameson.
0: She also has a scene with with, uh, her future husband in this one named Jay Gardena. Do you think they really loved each other? I'm going to say... Well, is the love pure? I'm going to say it's for the love of money. Okay. <laughs>
6: okay. You know, every relationship you've been in with men has turned into a disaster. For sure. The wrong man. You just, well, well, exactly. You, you went through a divorce recently.
2: I'm still getting divorced.
6: You, you had yeah, no prenup.
2: becoming a nightmare. You right? had no prenuptial so agreement,
6: am I correct? Exactly. During your marriage, you sold your Jenna website. Mm-hmm to playboy yes for 30 million dollars is that correct a lot of money more how than much that. more than 30 million yeah. so during your marriage to this other guy the porn director or whatever mm-hmm. he was Which I told you not to do.
1: Yeah, and I really wish I would have listened
6: to you. (laughs) Well, nobody listens to me, but I happen to have good advice. You do. I do.
2: Thank God we didn't have kids though. Because remember, I was trying to have kids, and I said
6: to her, "Don't have kids and get away." I said, "This guy's not right for you. He's Mm -hmm. in the porn industry. It's enough with the porn industry already. Yeah, Yeah, everyone in your life doesn't need to be in the porn industry." So your big score, so to speak, was selling this website, Mm -hmm. and now do you owe him half of it?
2: Well, he gets half of it. Ugh. Ugh. Can you imagine?
0: And so the buildup for this scene and all this stuff, because Jenna hasn't been overexposing herself, was huge, you know? At the same time, she did a video for Eminem. So she's actually promoting herself through MTV Culture before this VHS, the time this film DVD, comes out.
1: Shooting the Without Me video with Eminem was amazing. My scene was in bed with him, and I remember when I first got in bed, I could feel him shaking a little, which I thought was so cute. I, like, intimidated him a little bit. And in all actuality, he intimidated me. He was a superstar, you know?
0: This film cost about $280,000 to make for an adult film, and it made over a a million dollars in its first year. So for the adult industry, that's a, a massive success, especially in 2001. So with that already, she knows now she can do less minimum effort, maximum gain, but there's also going to be a time period where you
4: have to change things up. Do you think she thinks she's got to change her whole strategy at this point? So 2001, she's still relatively young. Club Jenna just came out. Why change at this point? Why change? You're doing one movie that every other porn star has to do 10 movies to make the same amount of money. You know, I mean, like, why change?
6: Did you ever do a movie with a black guy? Mm-mm. Never. No. Would that have driven your price down?
1: No, I don't think so. That's what they say. It just never really came up.
6: Never happened. No one no. said to you.
1: When I was in porn, there were probably like two
3: black guys. And my company I worked for never hired. 2001 is, is when people are starting to go to the Internet. People are starting to go to the internet for porn. People are starting to go to the internet for shopping, for things. I mean, it, it was a fast snowball from 2001 to 2006, how internet changed our culture overall.
0: Illegal downloading, she's saying. Yeah. People were getting things for free. At this, at this point, things weren't free.
3: Yeah. And they, and then it started with Napster and then Napster wasn't just for music. People forget that you could get, you could find a bunch of shit on there. And then it went to LimeWire and then it went to all the different pirating sites, Pirate Bay. And then pretty soon people were torrenting and learning how to torrent and porn was accessible like that. And there's no way that the industry wasn't aware of that. I mean, they would have to be completely in the dark to be aware that there's a change a coming, and she was probably, you know.
4: Yeah, but when you're when you're talking about the industry, it's one thing. When you're talking about Jenna, it's another. I mean, I'm pretty sure that Jenna wasn't the one. G- you know, paying attention to all the pie graphs and the charts, you know, and in and, and, and the trends and seeing where things are headed.
3: I mean, I can't say that she wasn't, but I can't say that I don't think that she'd be completely and totally unaware of the fact because I'm sure that she had friends going, uh, my my numbers are tanking. This is what's happening because, well, I mean, it happened to musicians. They were talking to each other and going, my record sales are terrible, but people are are coming out to my concerts and and drove still. It's weird, like.
4: But the fact that she was the f- one of the first porn stars to ever make money on
3: her website, she's probably like, well, I'm way ahead of the curve. Yeah. She had some comfort in the fact that she had already invested in the internet market.
1: So I'm homeless, no car, no kids, no money, nothing. So I'm out and I'm doing it like I always do. I'm kicking butt. What happened?
2: You built an empire, millions of dollars. And men... Take it.
0: So 2002, 2003, guys, Club Jenna's making $30 million a year, okay? (laughs) And that's that's not even with profit. By 2003, she's going to get married for the second time uh, to Jay Gardena. Um, He's also an adult film actor and uh, a guy that she met uh, not on a porn set but somebody that was renting out places where they filmed the porn stuff and also he's a very strong partner in club so those two kind of created this website together the content she's putting on there uh, as well now she's having her own contract girls so she is actually becoming a business person by 2003 on every level so she's putting out a lot of stuff and content with actresses that are exclusive for Club Jenna as a She's not just a porn star. She's an entity. At this point, she is an entrepreneur. At this point, she does, she's mentioned many times that she doesn't have sex with you know, men when she's in a relationship. She's monogamous. She's always felt that that's the way to go. So although she's in that industry, she finds a way to keep her name out there. Obviously, all kinds of merchandising with the Club Jenna name and all those things are still very much in play. She's 29 years old. She's got a company that's worth $30 million a year. And now
6: the younger girls are coming up and you've got to compete. Is that part of it? Well, I
1: really don't have to compete because I got paid to not have to. Yes, but
6: but still you want to look better than that. I think
1: that maybe at the time there were a lot of things compounding. I I was tired. I felt like I had a huge amount of pressure. I I can't get a divorce from this guy. Right. Um, I wanted to cross over into mainstream. And, you know, I felt like I needed to reinvent myself. So I was like, great. I'm not trying to have a baby anymore. I'm not married. I want to get thinner. I want to be fit. Right. And it kind of went a little bit too far.
6: Too far as far as I'm concerned. Because you know you're beautiful. You don't need to be so skinny. Exactly. You look good with this. No, there
1: was a time when I looked in the mirror and I was like, ooh, okay. I better, like, pay a little bit more attention to my health.
6: At
0: this point, where is her, her mind and her comfort at? Obviously, a success on every
4: level by 29 years old to have $30 million company, right? I definitely think when you start from the bottom and you end up to where Jen is at right now, I think there is a pressure on you because there is a pressure of like, where do you go to now? You know, what's, what's going to be my next move? How do I stay ahead of the curve? How do I still stay on top? Staying on top is the hard part. Everyone, Everyone likes to talk about all oh, the blood and the sweat and the tears that I put into getting there. Well, now you're there. Now, how do you still became? How do you still maintain that marquee name?
3: Stay relevant in a business that's constantly one upping itself too. I mean, the, the industry is is. I mean, we talked about ECW. It's kind of the same thing. There's these lower level porn companies that are like, well, we got to go harder and dirtier to make our sales. So now the mainstream is like, well, fuck, we got to get something that can compete with that. You know, it, it's the same thing. You have to. Con- continually compete with the flavor of the audience with what their palate is
1: the past few days have been really cray cray i've been in court um i can't really talk about why but it uh is gonna make a huge difference in my life and it's very positive so don't think any weirdness i'm not like gonna be going to jail or anything illegal or anything like that um But I will keep you up to date once I go to my major court appearance, which is in February. And
0: merchandising and appearances for her, uh, like I said, everything now at this age, she's making a, a lot of money for. So she doesn't retire from porn yet. She's still involved, but her scenes and her work is less and less because she has a company now that... Is generating more money than than she does by herself so as that goes guys now she's making moves into other kind of industries and in 2004 she uh, put out a best-selling book how to make love like a porn star a cautionary tarot and that's an autobiography she wrote with Neil Strauss
1: the book was a two-year process um, it was very therapeutic for me I never thought I was gonna be able to talk about the things that I talked about in this book
2: you were uh,
0: gang raped brutally mm-hmm. when you were a child. Yes. And you
4: also were involved in sort of abusive relationships with men yeah. who were
1: just losers. I was about 15. Whenever something happens that's so vicious and you're victimized in that way, it's hard to break that kind of cycle. Um, I always found myself in these relationships with men that. I was just looking for someone to take care of me and validate me, and um, I was just looking in the wrong places, and I think that that happens to a lot of women out there, so um, that's why I felt it was so important to put this in the book, even though I didn't feel comfortable at the time talking about it or writing about it.
0: This was six weeks on the New York Times bestseller list. It does delve into her early life. It does talk about a lot of her sexual assaults and kind of her story into this point. So at the age of 30 years old, she does a biography on herself because she's lived so much by that time where there truly is a a, a story there.
6: Now Jenna is not one to take no for an answer. So instead of fight with people to get a billboard up in Times Square,
4: she did the next best thing. She bought it.
1: I actually uh, own the billboard in Times Square. So I uh, put up a different picture every three months and to me it's just important to keep your name out there and keep your likeness out there and god knows new york city is the place for everyone to see your face hey i had to buy it but i'm up there
0: so at this point 30 years old she's writing an autobiography on her career so when you get to that stage are you looking back and thinking like this is an end line and I'm moving forward now because you are writing a, an autobiography on your life saying hey this is a there's an ending point there do you
3: guys agree or disagree in the 90s 30 was a death sentence for an adult film star's career I mean, for strippers, for, I mean, I would say exotic dancers, excuse me. For dancers, for for porn stars, 30 is a death sentence. It's, it's now I'm coming to the point where I either got to learn how to produce, become an agent, or I got to make my skills somewhere else in the adult industry because I'm only going to be a body for a few more years. And on top of that, too, she's already made as much money as you could possibly
4: make in that industry. As a porn star, as a performer, you're making crazy money. $60,000 per scene, $8,000 to go dance at a club, and now you're making... How many millions of dollars, 30 millions of dollars with your internet site? Where else to go? Hey, why not show everyone that I'm more than a body? Then Why not show everyone that I'm more than a sex
3: object? And let let them soak in my brain. There's a challenge there. I personally feel that a lot of people underestimate Jenna Jameson's brain. I think that she, she had a lot of thought process going into how she ran her career and I don't. I, I guarantee there's people telling her what to do in her ear, but I, I still believe that she knew exactly what to do and when to do it because she was so familiar with the industry.
5: It is incredible but true that Americans spend more on X-rated movies than they do on Major League Baseball, NFL Football, and NBA Basketball all put together. In fact, the porn industry rakes in about $14 billion a year in the USA. And millions of that goes to a young woman named jenna jameson who gets paid for having sex with strangers so what's the difference between miss jameson and a call girl
0: at this point she was also on uh, bill o'reilly had a talk show on fox news called the o'reilly factor she did go on the show in person and defend you know porn stars and the sex industry the industry
5: that you're in has a reputation of being very tawdry a lot of uh drug involved people in it. Mm-hmm, well, we've heard these stories, they're legion about mm-hmm. the abuse and the STDs and all of that. Mm-hmm. You've seen all that?
1: Yes, I've seen it all. I've seen a lot of girls come and go and it's, it's a very hard industry to be quite honest. Um, but that's why I'm trying to raise the bar. Um, I'm a businesswoman and um, I save my money, I take care of myself, I don't do drugs, I don't drink, and um, that's why I've been trying to get myself out there saying that this isn't that kind of industry as long as you take control as a woman
5: what about you becoming a millionaire alright That's great. <laughs> by having sex with strangers mm-hmm. that give you pause
1: no absolutely not I think it's empowering I think that you know for way too long have women been suppressed I don't think that I should be looked at as a role model absolutely not but of course there are going to be the instances where it's going to get into children's hands that happens and it's a sad thing but I think that in this day and age parents need to be a little bit more hands-on so there's never been a time miss
5: Jameson in your whole life where that's given you pause that what you do may be harmful to a child never
1: one moment the only thing that's ever given me a pause about my career is when it comes to me having my own children.
0: So she is someone that people are looking at as a leader in this industry because of her success. Because the only way you can tell, I think, in the adult industry, I don't know if you guys agree, success is going to be a monetary value. Do you agree?
3: I think it's uh, name recognition too. I mean, because there is so many people in the adult industry and I think that name recognition is huge and for her to be a household name to people who don't even watch pornography, that's huge.
4: Yeah, in porn, there's only two things you need, fame and money. That's it. It. Yeah, and And she had
0: both in spades. So she even, even is on Fox News, a, a, a very right wing channel that's known. And, and obviously we always assume porn is going to be a more liberal lifestyle.
1: It's been really active over on my Twitter. It's been nuts uh, because the upcoming election. I'm very outspoken politically. Um, I won't go into it now, but um, very quick. I am a conservative. I am a Republican. Uh, I know that's hard for a lot of people to believe coming from my background but uh it's what i believe and uh it's what i kind of follow up on really and and back back my shit up
0: moving on from that jenna has become a successful business businesswoman at 30 she has written an autobiography that was a a bestseller on the new york times uh list for six weeks so her accomplishments by the age of 30 are extremely impressive especially in an industry that nobody's ever broken through like this before
5: felicia terry on facebook asked do you believe in god
1: Yes, I am. I, I'm very religious. Would you, con-
5: you consider yourself a religious person.
1: Absolutely. Yet
5: you break a lot of rules of the Bible.
1: Well, I, I, I think that we've come a long way religiously. I, I don't think that you have to take the Bible literally. I think that... You know, having faith, and I love being able to teach my children th- what it means to just believe and have the strength of faith.
5: You don't have to go to church.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I used to go to church all the time, and it, my my ex used to tell me, oh, my gosh, the roof is going to burn and fall in on you.
0: Jenna's got other uh, projects in her mind. Um, she does something known as the America's Next Sex Star, uh, a kind of a reality TV show on Playboy TV. It's on pay-per-view. And she kind of tries this reality TV show thing out for Club Jenna. And you see that she just keeps doing new projects and new projects. Um, At this point as well, she's going to get a divorce from Jay Gardena, the guy that she did everything with Club Jenna from. And she's going to sell the brand to Playboy TV.
6: Are you disgusted with the porn industry now? No. I feel like you're just turned off to it.
1: Um, no,
6: you seem to almost put it down you don 't like really? ma- you don 't like male porn stars because they take viagra i 've heard you make that statement.
1: No, I like them, but they do take Viagra,
6: and that bothers you.
1: No, I I think I made the comment that back in the day when I started, nobody took Viagra, so these guys right. were really, really porn stars. Right. You know, they were yes. special. Nowadays, anybody can pop a Viagra and become a porn star. Right. So I mean, so you no- feel it's
6: cheating cheese does not take viagra no never never For what i'm Why still young you? i'm 33 oh years God. old and i feel like you i'm 19. by selling the brand and getting the
0: divorce now there's going to be a big 50 50 settlement so she's going to lose a lot of money here in this divorce and she's going to move on. But by putting all that behind her and putting all that away, do you think she officially is completely walked away from that industry and sees herself
4: in a different light? I think she's looking at herself as more of a CEO. And yeah. on top of that, too, she's trying to cover her losses that she's about to accuse from the
3: divorce. Yeah, she knows that I got to cash this in because divorce is going to be not kind of my pocketbook. And I think that there is some kind of, I mean, everybody evolves as a person. I mean, we do this a lot where we scrutinize celebrities for trying to change or trying to do things. But we do that. We do every human on on the planet spends every year of their life evaluating if they're good people evaluating, Oh, how the fuck have I lived my life? Where am I going next? Like, what, what is my contribution to the world? And I think that this probably was her, her taking a moment to go, there has to be an evolution here. This is not, this is a, she knows that she, she lives in that industry. She knows what she's doing is temporary. At the
1: end of my marriage, mm-hmm. I hadn't had sex for like, six months
6: that's amazing
1: yeah we weren't really getting along right and i thought i had lost my sex drive completely until she met me i was like freaked out i thought okay this is over maybe i am lesbian maybe i just don't like sex anymore
0: and with club jenna now behind her now being owned by playboy tv um and uh, her husband who also had ties to the adult, adult fin- film industry behind her as well Jenna meets Tito Ortiz. He's an MMA fighter, um, one of the most popular ones early on in the UFC during the 2000s. Yeah, he was the poster child. He was of the, the UFC voice for, a for a minute. To the hunting, Huntington Huntington Beach. Huntington Beach bad boy. So he he was the main guy. So they have a relationship, and now they are almost like a a power couple. The porn star and the MMA star, which to this day is still very much seen all the time. But- he has
1: the same kind of story I do, you yeah. know.
0: And just one of those
6: times, you look in the mirror and going, "Who am I?" What do you mean the same kind of story
1: well because we came from like a crappy childhood right. we got into drugs we kind of had to feel our way through life and had a lot of crappy things happen and yeah we have a know. lot in common for what's sure. the
6: worst thing and, uh, that ever happened to you tito worst thing that ever happened to me you ever molested as a child never
2: i would have molested you
6: yeah i would. not what's the worst thing that ever happened to you
2: i got raped
0: she also stays states again how monogamous she wants to be and how she wants to start a family. So she has completely stepped away from that porn star scene, and she is going full-blown for the main, the mainstream. Obviously, she has uh, accumulated a great revenue, so she doesn't have too much to worry about financially, and now she can kind of paint herself in a different light in a mainstream thing. What are her challenges to do that? Even though Ortiz is a hugely popular guy, so she has someone... There as well on her side that is 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 pulling her into a hey deal. Hey now, hey
6: now. It's Mark the patent attorney Howard. If Tito doesn't shut the fuck up, I'm gonna have to come down there and beat his ass. What?
5: Why does everybody guy.
1: say that? that
5: <laughs> He's so fucking phony. Everything he says is bullshit. What bullshit really? yeah, about? I just think that
6: everything especially with this whole reinvention of Jenna, it all sounds very canned, very uh rehearsed. Yeah. What about that you guys? Is this the latest uh I'm retiring from porn kind of rap? You've retired before, Jenna, you've said things before and then you get right back into it.
1: Um, well, no not really. I actually haven't done movies for about four and a half years. Okay. But um, I really didn't want to talk about it because I'm still releasing movies. Right. So I don't really want to come out and say, you know, I denounce porn because I'm still making money from porn.
4: You feel they're not being genuine. The challenges. is, I mean, I don't even... I mean, there's so many challenges that she would have to overcome to just become a part of the mainstream. I mean, how are you going to be able to erase the mental image of her with looking like a cinnamon bun? You know what I mean? It's just like, how do you do that? You don't. How do you do that? You so, don't. So you basically have to either double down on the industry, which is put out more content, maybe not involving yourself, but double down on the industry or you speak out against the industry, and now all of a sudden you're getting positive reaffirmation from the people that once doubted you.
1: Everything's amazing in my life. I have a beautiful man who takes care of me and accepts me. I'm so lucky. So lucky. And I really want to be honest for a second, and I want to let everybody know that I know Us Weekly came out and said that I was retiring, I was done with the industry, and then I had to come back and talk about the fact that I wasn't done, because Club Jenna is one of the biggest forces in this industry, by far and away. But, but, honesty is key. spread my legs again in
0: this industry ever and, and in 2007 she officially retires from porn uh, she takes out her breast implants and she states she won't even do she hung them up <laughs> yes
3: <laughs> she retired her tits I'm, up. I'm gonna hang up the tits and head off into the sunset they're in a frame at the top of a basketball court <laughs> <laughs>
4: and, and they're with she- her medals and she states she
0: won't even do a Maxim magazine cover, so she is not trying to be a sex symbol. She's trying to be a businesswoman. Um, at the same time, she's getting into mainstream uh, movies. The main one that she did that was really backed behind her was a, a film called Zombie Strippers, and uh, she was the lead in that. Tito Ortiz also uh, acted a, in What a departure!
4: What a departure! <laughs> it's a it's a slow build.
0: Did she yeah.
3: have to do any research for that role? <laughs> was, was
4: it a romance?
3: <laughs>
5: Every man's fantasy is about to become. What seems to be the problem, Doc?
4: Believe it or not, zombies.
5: Their worst nightmare.
1: <laughs>
5: Robert England. <laughs> Jenna Jameson. You either
1: got it or you don't, baby. But, but what about the girls, huh? They're good girls. They're zombies. No. They're strippers. They're zombie strippers.
0: So with her doing this film, though, she's breaking into the horror genre, into the mainstream. The horror genre is it the easiest genre for her to break into. You guys agree? Because those
4: fans are going to be. Uh, oh, yeah.
1: It's, it's the a blood, only genre. genre. Yeah.
4: It's like yeah. when you're horror genre is all you got to do is be a hot smoking chick. And that's all they require. No acting ability is needed when you're in a horror movie. In most cases. And I'm not talking about I'm talking about low budget. Horror
3: movies I'm a huge horror fan Pete and I both are And we have discussions A lot about this About how people Don't appreciate The fine wine Of a B-rated horror movie There's something Beautiful about it It's less about Her being a hot chick And it's more about Her being Jenna Jameson It's about the fact That she is prostrating Herself at the horror Fan's feet and saying Watch me fuck up this chick watch me be a zombie watch me be bloody watch me there's all these things these beautiful things in these b-rate horror movies that people don't appreciate and it's the fact that it's it's okay to be scary in these funny kitschy ways
1: i think it's important to turn a new leaf once it comes to family it's important for my children to know that that's something that i did in my past
5: but if there's nothing wrong with it
1: there's nothing wrong with it when it comes to being a single woman
3: and horror is the easiest genre to break into because we are the most accepting fan base. We are the most likely to watch an indie film. We are the most likely to take a film that costs $10,000 to make like Paranormal Activity and make it into a giant blockbuster with a bunch of shitty sequels.
0: Very true. And then at this uh, at this stage, guys, so she has the the film out. It gets good reviews. Horror fans do like it. Um, And then Jenna does make an appearance at the 2008 AVN Awards because they do have an award named after her called Mainstream Breakout Success, the Jenna Jameson Award. And before she uh, gives it away, she does state um, that she will never do porn again. She will never spread her legs for this industry again, ever.
4: You've almost transcended the term porn star into something different. The next act in your life Uh, is
2: hopefully in in your words to have a baby yes what happens to
3: the title after that happens
1: i know that once i get pregnant i'll never do movies again
0: and uh, the crowd doesn't react too highly on that so she does kind of say in a lot of ways like i've built this industry i've beaten this industry i'm better than this industry do you guys feel that that was something that she needed to do.
4: No, I don't think that was a smart move. I mean, you could have just said that in a press release. Why say it to all the people that have backed you and helped make you what you are today? Instead, you're just kind of giving them the finger and kind of going about your business. And don't get me wrong. I understand why she's proud of it. I understand why you would make a statement like that. Because yes, you're right. She did beat the industry. In an industry that has held back so many people, in an industry that has eaten so many people, Jenna the industry
2: very proud of, of all my all my amazing fans mm-hmm.
4: and are you happy because there, there's probably never going to be another person who achieves what you did because the business is very different now than it was and it seems like it's hard for people to become these gigantic name performers because there's so much free stuff
6: out there it's like i don't know how yeah, anybody it makes... won't
2: happen it won't happen again it won't right no it won't and and Uh, You know, I feel bad, but you know what? I worked my butt off and I have turned into uh, somebody that knows Jenna Jameson. Mm -hmm. Like people know me. They know Jenna.
0: Being an adult film actor, there's a stigma, and there's a way that you're viewed. But that's what I'm talking about. think that she doesn't, like she's trying to be like, because it happens with many of them when they get into mainstream, they're like, they don't show the same respect as they did when they were in the trenches.
4: Well, exactly, because, again, she beat it. It's almost like, in every, you you see this happen in every type of performance art whatsoever. It doesn't matter if it's a stand-up comedy, or rock and roll, or whatever. Uh, It's hard to erase someone's image of you from when you first started, later you're over like, look, I'm not the same person. And now you have this uphill battle of trying to convince someone that, look, I'm not the 20 year old chick that's hooking up with all these people. Now I'm a business. Now I want to be taken seriously. And how do you do that when there's so many videos and so much visual evidence that back up, Somebody else's opinion. Are you in love with her? Of course, without a doubt. And the last time I was on here, actually, you're like, "You guys ain't gonna last. Just wait. Just..." Wait. I, I did
6: say that. I'll yeah. be honest with you, and, and I'm it's very been surprised. About a year and seven months now.
3: I think that what she's doing is what a lot of people do. Is she's burning it to the ground. I mean, there's a reason to do that. Yeah. it's because she truly. She's saying she's a different person because she is. And if you're truly that different person, you're going to look at your fan base and go, "Well, anyone who's not going to stick around for me after I say this thing, I don't give a fuck about any." Yeah, you're not
4: really my
0: fan. Yeah. At this stage, she did write a couple more books, just for Rodica. Uh, nothing too intense. And then she uh, is officially a mother. T- or her twins are born in 2009. Father is Tito Ortiz. The relationship is still very strong.
6: Maybe Jenna needs to take a lie detector. Maybe she's so deranged that
2: but she puts this
1: t- stuff I out of her I don't head.
2: need to do that stuff.
1: Listen, it, this yeah. is all part of being who I am. And we I just got- want
0: to see Ed and hook you up to a lie detector and ask you a cool question. After the birth of her children, this is when. Jenna, unfortunately, starts getting addicted to oxycodone and other uh, pain medications. So her personality, her drive, everything's changing because she's slowly becoming an addict um, while she has the twin kids.
1: I decided quite a long time ago that I was having a problem. Uh, Right after my children were born, my doctor had put me on a lot of pain medication And I was having pregnancy-induced migraines, and it it was pretty gnarly. And my doctor had put me on a lot of opiates, and um, that really spiraled into a pretty gnarly addiction.
0: 2010, domestic violence charges against Tito Ortiz are are pressed against him. They they
6: do them against each other. Eventually, they are dropped. Tito decides you're not the woman for him. Uh That'll never happen. Tito, I'll cut you off there. Famous last words. That's and that you said the same thing last time I was here. Now he's going to dump me. If Tito dumps you, will that drive you over the edge? Would you kill yourself?
2: (laughs) Does Jenna Jameson (laughs) have to kill kill me? I don't know about killing
6: herself. Would you (laughs) kill yourself?
2: Do I have to have a man? Yeah. I mean, is that what we're getting down
1: to here? I I guess I'm one of those girls I am in
2: love with being in love maybe. Right. I mean
0: but you can now see that her world after she did walk away and turn her back on the porn industry and say she'll never be there again, her world is now really pushing for a change for a mainstream move, but she's not the same age she was. She's not the icon that she was in this different industry. So all these things of her almost having to stop any growth, and just be a mother, do you think that's too much for a personality like her?
3: I I mean, I don't think that there's a coincidence that she had children and then became addicted to a substance. I think that we see that a lot because postpartum depression is the most misdiagnosed thing on the planet, and it's missed a lot.
4: And we've also talked about the things that she had to overcome as a child. Right.
3: So she has all that trauma, and then you think that she could handle the... Um, it, I mean, it's a chemical imbalance, postpartum depression, and to have that and to compete with never teaching yourself a coping mechanism for any of the traumas you've ever had, I mean shit i mean i can't imagine can't imagine the identity reconciliation that she had in that moment
4: and on top of that too all the drugs that she used to do uh those are from the streets those are from her friends now she's getting them from doctors and
3: they're the good shit
2: that's the thing is so i feel like um you know i'll get on twitter because i'll get mad and i'll be like wrong go crazy on twitter and people will think i'm nuts but in reality it, it's really just me trying to tell people what is really happening what mm-hmm. what's what's really going on you know so it's it it's kind of sad you know I just want to see my kids I want to be with my babies and um and work
0: the domestic violence charge I mean that's just one year after the birth of the twins do you think that that is uh something to do with the addiction that was growing on? I mean,
4: we don't have details on that, but do you think? I would I would imagine that, okay, you're talking about a porn star and a UFC fighter. Obviously, these are people that are doing jobs that I cannot get behind. The idea of jumping in the ring and fighting someone or the idea of banging a bunch of people in front of a camera, That's I'm so far removed from that. So obviously, trying to understand what led them to that point, I just think that these are two people that, Run 100% off emotion. And when you do that, passions run high. And then eventually you end up with a situation like a domestic dispute. Well, my
1: boys are fantastic. It's been four months since I've seen my boys, which makes it very, very hard for me. So I think that's a little bit why I've been a little off. But, you know, I'm fighting and I will never stop fighting for my boys. So we're still in court. He's um has a new g- girlfriend who is his was his mistress while we were together. And uh yeah, and it it's really hard for me to to deal with not seeing my children, knowing that I raised those children and he didn't.
3: Why 4 months? Why so long?
1: Well, he has what he has done is It's kind of hard to talk about, but he made it so when I see them, I have to pay a mediator $600 an hour to see them. So to see them, and I can see them only two days a week. So do the math. Mm
5: -hmm.
1: So I've got to go out and work. He's living in our home. He has both our cars, he has all our furniture, and I've learned it, not to trust. I'm a very trusting, loving girl.
3: I think that there's a storm of brewing way before that. I mean, as anyone who's been involved in domestic violence can tell you, is that it doesn't happen overnight. If you look back, there's warning signs along the way, and I wouldn't be surprised if her addiction had something to do with what was going on internally in their relationship People put on a good show. They put on a good show, but there's a lot of passive aggressiveness and shit that can happen in those in those kind of relationships. It's very volatile and it's very, uh, it, it's it, it's very taxing on you as a as a human being. You know, it can be akin to a failing a trauma or some you know great big terrible thing happening to you, but slowly and over time.
6: Robin, what do you think of this? They they're acting like uh, they've got the perfect relationship. Do you believe it?
2: Um, I don't know. <laughs>
6: And with her addiction, she's also doing much
0: more plastic surgery with like her face and things like that. And in this process, she's. A lot of ways she's
6: doing that because she gets more medication. Did you make your lips bigger? Yes or no? Yes. You did. Why? You have beautiful lips. Why would you do that? I don't understand the. I'm lip actually
1: thing. letting them go back to normal yes. now.
6: If you cared about your breast being back to normal, if it some sort of thing, why yeah, make why your lips bigger? Lips? You, well, you haven't done that in like what a year? A year. Yeah, a year. A year. So, I'm year. so I'm kind of letting them to go away. That's what I'm
1: saying. <laughs> they, they were been... double this size for a while there. I
6: why? Like, why would you do that? You look so much better without that. Thank don't you. let her do it. Lock I, her up. I don't. No, she's. She's been doing really good though. She's a beautiful woman, man. I think that, I know. That's... So, uh, who needs lips blown up? Exactly. I mean, but big lips aren't necessary. I don't
1: know. I think change is fun, and right. I've always been that girl that like I'll dye my hair or I'll act a fool. And at the time, I thought you know, getting my lips done would be fun.
0: So she is damaging her face in a lot of ways to continue her addiction. Um, by 2011, the relationship has completely fallen apart. So, for about two years as a family, but as a relationship, they've been together since 2006. So, five years together, it's fallen apart. Jenna doesn't really have many options right now. She obviously is financially set, but she does not have any mainstream opportunities anymore. You know, she wrote this book, an autobiography that everybody loved. Um, so that's the only option she can really see is maybe writing a book. Nobody's looking for TV offers for her. Nobody's looking at that because she's slowly gotten out of the spotlight after all these kind of uh, inc- incidences that have happened with Tito Ortiz. So by 2013, her and Tito Ortiz have separated. Everything's done. They never were married, um, and she is going to write another book. This book's called Sugar, and this book is kind of like a takeoff of the Fifty Shades of Grey.
1: Is there anything
4: that you need to fix? No. You feel it's it. You feel it's all no, coming from the other side. I,
2: I, you know, I really feel like there has to be a point where him and I just relax and and we're okay. It's what he's doing isn't about us. It's about he he wants to fight. You know, I don't want to fight. I don't understand how he could get. That kind of custody of the kids, if based on the stuff you're saying in terms of drug use and violence and things like that, you would think, if that were true, that the the judge would not allow those kids to be with him, wouldn't you? Well, what what happened was he, um, I was working, I was out of town in Vegas working, and he. Uh, <laughs> He had some sort of, um, I don't even know what it's called. Um, was it a legal term? Yeah. Well, he. so the moment um, I got back home, he was like, you're not allowed back at the house. You're done. No more. And judge. what was that based on? Um, the judge.
4: Or what, or, what, or what was said to the judge that may have even
2: been bullshit. Yeah, like what? What was the incident that would not allow you back in your home? Yeah, according to them, uh, he said that I'm nuts,
3: just generally crazy.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. which is odd because I've taken care of my kids from the moment they were born.
0: During this press for this book in 2013, it is it is stated and it is known publicly that she has lost custody of her twins and that Tito Ortiz has. Full custody of the kids. What does it take to lose custody
3: of your children outright? Drug addiction. As a mother? Yes. A lot. A lot as a mother, every state in the you know United States favors the mother. It's it's pretty. There's there are advocates now, and it's getting better where there is some fatherhood favoritism happening. But I mean, it's just very difficult to take it. It has to be full on addiction. It has to be provable, and there has to be they have to be able to prove in court that these children are in danger when they're in the custody of this person.
4: I'm not trying to sound like I'm Team Tito over here, but uh, he must have had a whole notebook of times that he had to document. Before he showed it to a judge and the judge was like, whoa, um, someone's not fit to be a parent.
2: It's kind of a long story. He, um, so he, um, he had a uh, judge make a a huge judgment against me while I was away. So I've been away from my home. (laughs) And I haven't seen my kids for a very, very long time. I'm able to see them only two days a week and um they charge me four hundred dollars an hour.
3: You have to pay to see your kids?
2: Yeah. Why do they have is it a supervised visit? And they and you have to pay for the other person to be there. Which makes no sense.
4: No. So, yeah, because in a way that's saying you're unfit to be with your.
2: Because I've always taken care of my babies. I mean, they've always been like with me.
0: And she did get a DUI, I want to say in like 2010 or a 2011. I don't know if that would be on top of it. Were the kids with her? No, no they weren't in the car okay. or anything like that. But then Tito got a DUI in 2014, a couple of years later. So they, they, like I said, they kind of have an equal bound as when you look at it from a –
4: legal perspective
3: it's
0: like it's almost like a race more. who's
4: gonna fuck up first
3: i mean and i could also i mean i could be really gesticulating here but it probably doesn't help that you're jenna jameson absolutely it not probably doesn't help that your image is built off of that that's and what i'm I getting mean,
4: at the mental images that jenna jameson has supplied america with that is so hard to get over i mean i'm not talking about myself i'm just talking about people in the public yeah yeah and on top of that look at the people that usually get elected they're usually Christian, They're usually, you know, religious in some way. Yeah. These, are the, these are the ones that are leading the cities. Either these are the ones, these are our congressmen. And then when they have this view, that kind of means that the people that voted for them had that same view. So well, Jenna screwed. So Jenna automatically, automatically, people wouldn't even take what she has to say into consideration because of her past. And that's sad.
1: <sighs> Battled with it for quite a few years. And I got sober off of opiates many years ago. And um, then I felt myself starting to slip into uh, a bit of alcohol addiction. In the beginning, I didn't think that there was any kind of problem at all because, you know, I would drink only champagne or wine or whatever and it wasn't a problem. And then as my life got a little bit more chaotic and a lot of sadness set in, I started drinking to curb that. And I knew it was getting bad when I started drinking alone. And so I finally just said, enough is enough. I think abstinence is going to prove the best thing for me. And I enrolled myself into Betty Ford. So um, in the beginning, it felt like defeat. You know, admitting that I'm powerless and that I suffer from addiction. It was scary. I think one of the scariest things I've ever been through, really, you know, because a lot of the times in my life I've lived it having to put an air of Jenna Jameson on. And I forgot really how to be myself and I didn't know whether or not people would accept me as just Jenna Mazzoli, you know.
0: And she and this also she loses a lot of money during these court proceedings, obviously, so um, and she's not having things coming in at this point. So she starts to get sleeve tattoos, uh, change her appearance dramatically with surgery, all these things. So at 2013, around this time, when she's lost custody of her ch- kids, um, she has made a complete change in her appearance. The person that we you remember and the icon, she has none of those same visible looks anymore. There was a point where you looked at her almost like a princess, like someone that was classy in a lot of ways, it's the opposite at this point, like for a lot of people. So with that, she puts out a book called Sugar, as we mentioned, and she officially does not return to the porn industry, but she becomes a webcam model.
2: So you have made a decision to get back into the adult film industry. Okay, there has been a little bit of...
1: a mix up. Okay. I am not going back to porn. <laughs> but I am webcaming on a site called My Free Cams and I'm able to speak to my fans and have fun and go crazy and make a lot of money and I'm really good at knowing what is at the forefront of the adult world and I feel like this is where the money is going to be. Because right now, the adult business is gone. Okay. This is where it's at. But this is an aspect of the adult film industry. Okay. Yes, so I won't be doing porn, okay. but I will be camming.
4: What do you guys think about that downfall? Well, I definitely think that she's grasping at straws at this point. I mean, instead of putting out a movie, now all of a sudden you're just talking to... One person on the other end that might buy you some gifts.
3: What, <laughs> wasn't that what we're ramping up to this whole time? I mean, we're, we're literally, I, I, if, if I were to predict what was going to happen, it was that she was going to try and go back to what
2: oh, originally absolutely. made her yeah. who she
3: was. I mean, all that the world has, unfortunately, it's just this, her life has been this uns, un, unfortunate series of events. I mean, not to limit Snicket or anything, but that's really what it is, is she, terrible things happen to her, tragedy befalls her life and, and the adult industry saved her. So she just had tragedy happen to her again. So it's not a leap. It's not a huge leap for her to go, you know, porn might save me again. It's the devil you know.
2: I have no idea what anybody's saying. I'm sure they're all talking (laughs) snock. I look like a giant sunflower. I guess it could be worse. (laughs) Oh, my God. You guys make me laugh. Thank you so, so much. Yeah, that's why I had to bend over to wash my hair. Because this tattoo
1: is still really fresh and it hurts. I think you're all in
2: shock. That's why you did it. You didn't tip me. I thought it would be fun to have you guys watch me. I'm like, that's What are you talking about? Weirdos. Wow, there aren't very many
0: uh, tips. And the comebacks for people that are known in the mainstream, um, when they don't really have options and you can be made fun of, we have something out here known as reality TV. So people will offer you something on reality TV to kind of embarrass yourself and degrade yourself on one level. And in 2015, she, after doing the webcamming and all those things, she joined the cast of Big Brother UK and pretty much, that's what happened. It was just, oh, you know, a, a star. Last ditch effort to Someone stay can relevant. laugh at. Um, she didn't even try to or attempt to look good. She really forced herself to look really bad. Like in a lot of ways, physically, mentally, um, just t- to cater to an audience that loves to hate to make fun of her.
2: You love me. Don't act like you don't. <laughs>
1: Hi, I'm Jenna Jameson, and I am pretty much known for being the world's most famous porn star. Welcome to my world. I worked for huge channels, traveled the world, had sex, and now I'm I'm really, I'm settled. There will not be any more porns coming out of moi. A lot of people take for granted that I'm like, some kind of sex maniac, and that's incredibly untrue. Okay, wait, not incredibly untrue. (laughs) If I were gonna describe myself, I would have to say that I'm a little bit crazy, a lot smart, and incredibly angry. If you try to get up next to me, I will crush your soul. I kind of forgive people for their annoying habits because most people are pretty fucking annoying. I'm all about America, 100%. And our food's way better. The food here sucks balls. I'm incredibly excited to go on to Big Brother. I feel like I'm gonna get through it and I'm gonna crush and I'm gonna win, like I always do.
0: At this point, Who is Jenna Jameson's audience in 2015?
4: People that are laughing at her. It sounds like it's here. This is the one thing that that really kills me about society. And this is a story that magnifies that, that puts a magnifying glass over it. People love to build you up, but you know what they love even more? To tear you down. And Jenna Jameson is your prime example of that. You know, she, again, overcoming all the things that she had to overcome, it's definitely commendable in so many ways. But the fall from grace, especially when you climb to the top using porn as your ladder, it's hard. It's going to be fast and it's going to be hard. With the amount of trauma that she dealt with in her
0: life, did she really have a chance to to find peace at any point?
3: No, no, she never did because she'd never... I mean, unfortunately, I hate to sound like a, a therapy is the only way kind of person, but if when you have trauma like that, you have to seek actual real help. There is no other way. To You have to learn how to cope. You have to learn how your brain chemistry works. There's people who are qualified to tell you, This is what happened. When this happens to you, this is how your brain is rewired. This is what works. But that's why we like, that's what we like to see them torn down. I mean, South Park, Trey Parker and Matt Stone are the mirror in which our society lives. And they made that episode about Britney Spears and they nailed it on the fucking head. That we do love to tear it down. Because once they've become consumable for us on the way up and we've gotten tired of them being great, then we have to find a new way to enjoy them. And the only way to enjoy them for us is to watch them fall down.
1: You know, it's really hard. You build such walls and your defense mechanism is so strong that you just don't know who to trust anymore. You know, you don't know who is your friend just to be friends with you because you're famous or gosh. I mean, it's there's always such a process when it comes to, you know, weeding out friends or boyfriends or you know, baby daddies or whatever, <laughs> you know. So, um yeah, my my sobriety has really changed my look and my overview of everything in my life and i've been really sad but i know that i am pushing forward and very very soon things will be the way they're supposed to be very soon so that gives me some solace and I don't know. I think it's just good that for the first time in my life, really truthfully, for the first time in my life, I feel settled and I feel proud and I love myself.
4: And on top of that, too, if you look at it, she started doing the porn movies. And then I'm sure when she started realizing that she could do less porn movies and make more money, that right there is a pat on the back. She's. She's slowly trying to walk away. Then the book, and then the Club Jenna came out. Boom, again, another reason to put out less content just to make it more, you know, to make them want. Then you write the book. All these things were falling in place, and now everything that she's trying to do is just another attempt to stay relevant. Even the Tito Ortiz relationship, I mean, that you just like Pete brought up, he goes, that was a power couple. That was a way to stay in the headlines. Now, Now you're on Big Brother, and you're just... And you're, and you're letting everyone know that you're, you're putting your flaws on display and you're just feeding this this public machine where they just want to keep tearing you down. I mean,
3: it's sad. I mean, look at her entire philosophy around pornography and that in her career, if she was in a relationship, she wouldn't have sex with other men. She still craves a very, very organic and normal heteronormative relationship. She craves that. She craves the love. She craves the love that she never really saw love and care and devotion and all she's ever, I mean, I think that the money and all this shit is secondary. I think when she, when she got with Tito Ortiz, she thought there was love there. And I think that the addiction is probably a result of her still not being able to find somebody who can love and take care of her the way that her father always should.
0: Yeah, she wanted. I, I, I agree with Jocelyn that I think she really wanted a family and a normal life, something she never could. And by never knowing how to nurture or do that, she disposed of it without even knowing. I, I think she sabotaged I think all it, her I was actual say, dreams because it was justified for money and fame. I was her just actual dreams it. were
1: sabotage. With that being said, I just wanted to tell everybody how much I appreciate the kind things they say to me. On social I get choked up oh my god um, it means a lot it really does just like those one-liners of saying you know you're so strong and you're inspiring it's pretty cool and it makes a huge difference so the more positivity you're able to like push out there online just know that no matter who you're saying it to it really registers it registers. There's no doubt. So I thank you from the bottom of my heart.
4: If, if what you're saying is true, mm-hmm. that she found real love with Tito and they went and had this family, then she found another way to, to sabotage it, to break it down. So that way, that way, all of her previous thoughts about how impossible it was for her to, to be a mother and to be, and to be loved, she just wanted to it, it, there's something that happens with depressed people where they just they will go out of their way to prove their previous
5: notions correct even if it means taking themselves down if you were given another life would you opt for the same profession
1: oh I have no regrets I love what I've done I love when I walk down the street and you know groups of teenage girls 18 19 year old girls are like Jenna you're, you're my hero like how to make love like a porn star is like the bible to us
5: well, you pleased a lot of people, When I you haven't. think about it—you brought enjoyment to many people in many places. Couples watching you together, people watching you—you've turned on America,
1: and that's exactly what I wanted to do.
0: And at this point, after the Big Brother, you uh, she finds a new partner, a jeweler named Laura uh, Beetsen, and uh, she does start a YouTube journal that kind of shows her sobriety. Um, she's converting to Judaism for her partner, and she does become a mother again. Uh, she does get a daughter with this guy.
1: So give me some ideas of what you want to do, talk about. I know that I'll do something on my conversion because I'm literally weeks away from being Jewish, Woo! which is really, really cool. Um, it's been a hardcore process, <laughs> no doubt.
0: The thing that's really in the media and popular about her now is that she's extremely pro-Trump. She is uh, very anti-liberal. She is. Um, a lot of people consider her racist and all those things. Do you think that her being aligned to a party that never welcomed her during her youth and her early years, in a some way, does show that money was the key to her values, her thought process, everything, making money, and that's it? Because for her to al- align with, you know, any kind of
4: right wing viewpoint. It is a huge contradiction. Well, I want to know what kind of an impact her current beau Mm -hmm. had. He's a jeweler, so obviously he's definitely a one percenter. Who knows how much of that he fed her before she started to believe it. And on top of that, too, there is something to be said where you're looking at this one side that's constantly opposed you, constantly, constantly opposed you, which forced you to oppose them. Now all of a sudden you're like, nah. I'm on their side, I see what they're saying. It just doesn't, to me, again, it's just, there's just more, it still sounds like she's lost. If Jenna Jameson was on the O'Reilly Factor today, it would be a completely different interview. She would be slamming the industry.
1: I was really scared. And from the minute I walked into my group meetings, I felt at home and I felt accepted. I didn't think that there was anything that I could say that would shock people. And slowly but surely, It just all started stripping away and I started feeling proud of myself and that's when I decided that I need to go public with it because if I'm able to help anybody I mean just one person then it's all worth it you know and I think that there are so many people out there that suffer from addiction or think they suffer from addiction and they just don't know who to talk to about it you know it's it's a really scary thing it's not really accepted in society there are a lot of misconceptions and I thought that if I spoke up about it and really talked about it honestly that you know somebody would benefit from it not only them but me because being honest really changes things you know.
3: This is my point is that it never was about the money for her. It never was about the money for her. It was about the adulation and the love. It was about the adulation and the love. And the minute th- those things change, is every time those things start to change a little bit is when she starts to change a little bit, is when she starts to go, okay, I'm getting less. And And the reason that she was never satisfied is the adulation and love of fans will never replace the adulation and love of a family.
4: She... And that's
3: but at the I, same I time though this.
4: the fans I'm sure gave her this is the this is the problem though when you have that much love and support where you have these fans that are just constantly reaffirming that you're so beautiful you're so intelligent you're so talented and meanwhile the person that you're in love with they can't they can't give that to you every day the second you're real the second they're real with you and they they start pointing out they're like um look I can't constantly keep validating you in this way, that's where I think things start to go wrong and I think that's where she might take it for granted. And love is a subjective thing and, and love
0: is something that is taught to us and love to her, it, in a lot of ways, you know, could be like making someone not want to leave her, making someone want to stay, something her father didn't do, something Tito obviously didn't do down the road. Um, love to her is conforming in a way right now because she doesn't know how many chances she has left For that real feeling of love, when in actuality, that's not love, but maybe that's what was taught to her. So maybe that's what she believes. And maybe that's why she can adapt to someone politically. And, you know, religious wise, too, she did convert to Judaism.
3: We're genetically programmed to recognize love. We're genetically re- programmed to, to recognize true love. So there's a craving in, in her chemi- in her chemical makeup that wants the thing, but she is never quite getting there. She's never quite getting the serotonin rush and the dopamine rush that real love includes. She's getting the serotonin rush and dopamine rush that friendship or somebody complimenting you gives, but never the true love that feel. She, she knows she needs it. It's in your brain chemistry that you need it, and she's constantly chasing it while not knowing... Never have felt in, never having feel, feeling the actual thing. She only knows that this little substitution is what it is. So she's going to continue to chase that. She's going to continue to chase. It's the likes now. Do you, know? you, do you think
4: that she constantly questions if that person really loves her? A hundred percent. Every day.
3: How, how could you not when you went to your father multiple times and told him, I'm about to prostrate myself physically to make money and he didn't do anything about it? I'm going to go to heaven
1: because I am a good person and I have a good soul and I care about people. I care more about other people than I do myself
2: and I think that that certainly will give me a few points on getting through the gates.
0: Please follow Brandon Gooch on Twitter, Instagram at your buddy Gooch and Jocelyn Sharp, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Jocelyn Sharp. Follow RTO at Rise to Offend on Facebook, Twitter, Rise to Offend Official on Instagram. And make sure you subscribe and listen to us every Monday on the Metal Sucks podcast. All emails, comments of the show, or figures you would like us to cover, please send emails rise to offend at gmail.com. Also, please support Jenna Jameson by purchasing her books available where books are sold and on her YouTube channel, youtube.com slash C slash Jenna Jameson and follow her on Instagram at Jenna can't lose. I want to thank everybody for the five star reviews. We keep seeing on iTunes. Thank you all for subscribing on iTunes, Google play and wherever podcasts are heard. So until next week, Repeat Offenders, RTO Podcast, signing off.